Tis the season for college football Friday. Bowl season begins in the Bahamas. Miami of Ohio and UAB. Then we got Texas, San Antonio, and Troy. Both games available on ESPN Deportes and the ESPN app. So you can watch from anywhere. The fun is just getting set to begin as we slide into the holiday season. And we slide into our number two. We welcome you back to our studios. Live at the Seaport, we are brought to you by Grey Goose. The squad is together. We are ready to roll. Tons of football coming up in this hour, but it begins with the game of the night. One of the games of the year in the NBA last night in Los Angeles. The Celtics have the NBA's best record taken on LeBron and the Lakers, who've been better of late. Showdown game, and it was fascinating. Back and forth. Celtics led by as many as 20, but now the Lakers are fighting their way back. LeBron James driving the distance. Throwing it down. He was 14 of 25. They're right back in the game, and he can do it as LeBron takes off and throws one down, playing on the defensive side. We go to the fourth quarter here, and LeBron James, once again, working in the lane. Yeah, he's ageless, can hang in the sky. Perfect. And LeBron doing it inside. LeBron doing it outside. He would knock down the three. The Lakers leading by four. Under seven minutes to go, the Lakers' lead is six, and it's LeBron and Anthony Davis working a two-man game. Yeah, AD is a problem at the five. I like that he's committed to that, killing it in a paint. He's playing much better. He had 37 last night. Lakers an eight-point lead just over a minute later. Lakers still by eight. LeBron James, he can still do this. ISO still a problem with King James. He had 33, and the Lakers led by 10. They're going to put this thing away right wrong. Jason Tatum grew up wanting to be a Laker. He was ready to play big on the West Coast. Five of 10 from three for Tatum. Celtics within five. 30 seconds to go. Lakers up two. Anthony Davis with a chance to try and put this away at the free throw line after we see a little more from Jason Tatum working on the sideline and knocking it down. 30 seconds to go. Lakers up by two. This is LeBron. These are the final seconds. He's looking to knock this down in regulation. It doesn't go. And so we're going to the overtime. In the extra session, it would belong to that man, Jason Tatum. Yeah, one half of the best duo in basketball. Don't let him get to his spot because it's going to get dropped. And Jason Tatum would score 44 in the game last night. Then here's Jalen Brown. He would score 25. Celtics extend their lead to eight. And that's going to be pretty much all she wrote. Lakers, last gasp, last chance, 12 seconds left. Austin Reeves, not sure that's the shot we're looking for. And in the end, it is the Celtics who hang on to win a good one, 122 to 118. After the game, LeBron with some interesting comments. How do these almosts, like the almost in Philadelphia, the almost tonight, what does that say big picture about this team? Does it say that you guys are moving Nothing. in the right direction? That we lost. I'm, you're talking to the wrong guy, talking about an almost win. Does it change your no, long-term lost. view of this team? No. We lost. There you go. LeBron James not accepting the idea of a moral victory. Zach and Big Perk back with us. Big, what's with that smile on your face, big fella? What'd you take away from last night? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from the Lakers and, and Greeny. Look. We have to stop talking about them like they're the Houston Rockets or they're a team that's rebuilding. This is a team that's supposed to be competing for a title. But this is a team that is sitting in a number 12 spot in the Western Conference with an 11-17 record. With a record of 5-15 when playing against teams that have a 500 or better record. This, like, we have to stop. Like, 
We can't just continue to say, oh, they're getting better, man. They're playing hard. Like, that's what we expect out of a team like the Houston Rockets. They're playing hard. They're like two, three years away. They're doing a great job of competing. No, this team's not supposed to be competing. They're supposed to be winning. And you know what? I actually applaud LeBron James because, again, he's there at the age of 38 to help the Lakers win a championship. Not to be talking about how hard they played and how they fought back, but still lost the game. Stop. That's fair. And, and they figured a few things out, Zach. I mean, LeBron is playing well. Anthony Davis playing as well as he's played since he's been there. Maybe figuring out a role for Russell Westbrook. Is there anything they can do? We're going to get to trade deadline time and all the rest of that. Is there anything the Lakers could do to make themselves a legitimate contender, as uh, Big Perk is talking about? Yeah, it's all fine and good. They have figured some of those things out. They have the same record as the Oklahoma City Thunder. I assume our Thunder segment is coming up after this next commercial break. We're talking about the Thunder. But look, the Lakers, they, they were at one point, they were 8-2 and two after a 2-10 and ten start. Well, flash forward, they're 9-6 and six after a 2-10 and ten start. Nine and six doesn't sound so sexy anymore. And I can hear people saying, well, AD left one game with an with a illness, then missed another one, and this and that. That's called life. That's life in the NBA. And LeBron's response to that question last night was perfect because what he's saying is, yeah, we got close and this excuse and that close game. You got to win, and they're not winning enough despite AD playing like an MVP, LeBron playing great, Russ finding a role. The supporting group just is not good enough. And I do think they are going to make a trade sometime after tomorrow when more players become trade eligible. But one little marginal move, one more support player, you can name any kind of guy like that you want. I don't think that alone is enough to turn this team into a contender. A threat to make the play in and, and punch above their weight for a round? Maybe. But to LeBron's point about almost, 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 we talk about contender, contender, contender. You got to win three playoff series to get out of the West. 12 games against good teams. They've won 11 in 27 games. It's just really, really hard, and they're really far away. Let me ask you about another team that everyone is talking about with a championship in mind, and that is the defending champs. Warriors lose on the road again last night. Uh, their road record has just been terrible. Big perk. Are the Warriors a championship team this season? You, you know what? You got to say that, Greeny, because they still have their core. Now, am I picking them to win the championship again or to repeat? Hell no, because they don't have the depth in the bench no more. They don't have what they had last year and guys coming in and, and fulfilling the need. Now, yes, Steph is going to be Steph, but do you really trust Jonathan Kaminga. We haven't seen nothing out of James Wiseman. They don't even trust him. Moses Moody has been a disappointment this season. Unless they make a trade to get better at their bench, I know the Warriors are not going to repeat, but you still have to give them the respect and say they are a championship caliber team because of Draymond Green, Steph, and Klay Thompson. Zach, they're 2-12 on the road this year. Do they have to make a move at some point here in the next two months? Yeah, the road stuff is really troubling and strange. They have moves they could make, but again, you got to name me the guy. And I'm with Perk. 
They have the benefit of the doubt because they just won the championship. They have the same core of veteran players. Andrew Wiggins has missed a bunch of their recent games and they've looked bad without him. Their starting five might be the best starting five in basketball. And the West is kind of muddled at the top. I mean, Pelicans, Grizzlies, these are young, inexperienced teams at the top at the top that the Warriors are not scared of. So until proven otherwise, definitively buried in the ground six feet under, I'm not counting these guys out of the championship picture. <laughs> all right, we will see why Big Perk is going to laugh his way all the way. We'll get Stephen A in here a little bit later. Good to see you guys. Lots of basketball conversation as we roll forward. <laughs> Meanwhile, to the NFL, our next stop. Jalen Hurts is the topic of conversation in so many places. He's having flat out an MVP caliber season. He's accounted for 32 total touchdowns. That's tied for second in the sport. He's completing 74% from inside the pocket. That's the best in the NFL. So how can you not be impressed? Well, don't ask Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons. Listen to this. Is it Hurts or the team? I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's, a little, it's, it's system and team. I think it's a little bit of both, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to make no enemies. I, I just like, I just love the game so much, and I understand it so much that like, I can't. I, I like, I like when things are off. I, I just can't like hold it in. Like I almost gotta say something. So as a general rule, when you want to, when you have to preface a statement by saying I'm not trying to make enemies, you're probably not about to make a lot of friends. So is this? Does this constitute shade? Oh. Grady. That's shade. Grady. Okay. <laughs> Big head, that was shade. <laughs> For real. Tell me. Uh, you know, you know what's funny? You know I used to cover the Jets. Yes. David Harris would always talk to me about uh, defensive players, and he would say, we are natural-born haters. We hate seeing anybody prosper. That's a hater right there. <laughs> wow. You're a straight hater because, and the way Vaughn was laughing, like, I think it's kind of both, like, it, it's doing Jalen Hurts a disservice because when you talk to defensive coordinators and head coaches around the league about the Eagles and how do you stop them, every week you talk to them, like, what's so good about this team? How do you stop them? They mention Jalen Hurts. They mention his ability to beat, beat teams with his legs and his arms, right? The same way when you talk to them, they mention Patrick Mahomes first, Josh Allen first, Aaron Rodgers. They always start with what's the biggest weapon on that team. Other teams, they'll bring up Tyreek Hill, Derrick Henry, uh, Nick Chubb. The fact that they say Jalen Hurts tells me he is not a system guy. And to, to, to minimize what he's done this season is very frustrating. What do you think? Yeah, it's either really smart by Michael Parsons or really stupid. And we'll find out on Christmas Eve, depending on how the Cowboys perform, because he could be trying to set a tone for his unit to play better than they did when they lost to the Eagles up in Philly, the time where they let the Eagles' offense run for 39 yards and have 34 minutes of time of possession. But here's the deal. Look at the company that Jalen Hurts is in. There are only four quarterbacks in the NFL that have accounted for more than 30 touchdowns for their team. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. All of those quarterbacks have double-digit turnovers. Jalen Hurts only has five turnovers on the season. Mm -hmm. Granted, the guy is operating with a level of efficiency that we haven't seen at the quarterback position for some time. And the thing that sets him apart from those other dudes is that he can give it to you any way you want it. He ran for a buck 57 against the Green Bay Packers in a huge win. He threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns against the Tennessee Titans. Last week against the Giants, 
200 yards passing, 253 yards rushing. I mean, there is no good answer for Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is making good decisions, and that's what makes him the MVP. Yeah, you said it's either smart or dumb by Michael Parsons. I absolutely think it's smart. It makes Michael Parsons an even bigger star. It gives us something to talk about. It gives us something to hype up for the season. So from Michael Parsons' standpoint, it's smart, and I don't think it hurts him because Jalen Hurts isn't going to play harder now. This game is already big enough. But he's definitely wrong because you say that it's the system. The system only works because Jalen Hurts yes. is so versatile. Yes. Like the system is effective. They've been they've shown the ability to pick teams apart with short passes. They've shown the ability to attack deep down the field. They've shown the ability to convert big time third downs with the quarterback run. They've shown the ability to just run the ball at people in part because Jalen Hurts is such a great runner of the football and a threat there. Yes, it's the system. But the system is only available because Jalen Hurts said, like, you can think about other quarterbacks in the league that can pull this off, and you're only thinking about other MVP caliber right. quarterbacks. Right. So, yes, I, they brought in some players that helped a lot. And you made the point earlier about Stephon Diggs, what he added to Josh Allen. Josh Allen was not a good quarterback. Stephon Diggs showed up, allowed Josh Allen to grow into the great player that he is now. I think a similar thing has happened with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. Final word. When they play each other a week from Saturday, the Eagles are going to Dallas. This will be the spotlight game of the the entire NFL season, and the winner will emerge, and it will be? It'll be the Eagles. The Eagles are going to they're going to make Micah Parsons eat his work. You're going to say, you're going to come into the show and be like, how about them Cowboys? And be like, they got the thing. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. We will find out. In the meantime, we got a showdown game coming up this Saturday as well. The Dolphins are going up to Buffalo. Josh Allen, talented as can be, but is he great enough to carry the Bills to a Super Bowl all by himself? You'll hear at least one voice say no as we get up with you on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. With your morning wake-up call, Alexander Ovechkin, hat trick and history. Capitals Radio Network, take it away. A shot, they score! 
Alex Ovechkin, and it's 800 goals in the National Hockey League. Ovechkin with history last night. He needed three to get to 800. He got them all in Chicago. He has scored seven goals in his last four games. He'll have a chance to pass Gordie Howe for second all-time in front of his home crowd as the Caps will play their next three games in Washington, D.C. All right, now it's back to the game that is sweeping the nation. It is called Can He or Can't He? Let's go! Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. Can he win the Super Bowl without a great defense? Can he or can't he? He can, G. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has hosted the AFC Championship game four straight years, and he hasn't had a defense that's been ranked better than 16th in total yards. Of course, going to the Super Bowl in two of those years and winning one of them, Pat Mahomes can get it done. Pat Mahomes can do just about anything. Let's talk about another quarterback who's been to the Super Bowl. Can Tom Brady be an impactful quarterback somewhere next season. Can he or can't he? He can and he will. It just won't be in Tampa with Todd Bowles as the head coach. It's probably going to be elsewhere around the National Football League. Tom Brady needs to be in a situation like we saw with 2015 Peyton Manning where you're leaning on him from his experience and game management more so than him being a force multiplier. I think there's a place that's obvious, the San Francisco 49ers, who could be in need for a quarterback in their championship window. And then how about Tua? Can Tua bounce back Saturday night against the Bills? Can he or can't he? He can. And let me tell you what's not going to happen. Tua being able to have a better performance on Saturday night than he did on Sunday night against the Chargers because he's going up against a better defense and he's going to be playing in inclement weather. You're talking about temperatures being in the 20s with them expecting a half a foot of snow. Good luck to the Miami Dolphins on that front. Well, I'll take it a step farther. Tua in his career, 0-3 when the temperature is below 50 degrees. He has never played in a game that had freezing conditions. And in fact, the three games below 50 are the three worst total QBR games of his career. So it, it all feels too simple. Like, the only reason, the only thing that gives me pause in saying they have no chance and all the rest of the, everything in the world seems to be lining up against them, is that the things that feel as obvious as Buffalo just wiping them out on Saturday night very seldom happen. Can Tua surprise everybody? Uh, I think it's possible. It's not likely, though. Like, when you have the weapons that he has, the part of the problem is this offense has been largely predicated on Waddle and Hill's explosiveness. Both of them them are a little bit less than their top-tier selves right now, and I think that completely hurts the offense. And we've seen a bit of a recipe that's made Tua uncomfortable in the pocket. Even when you're not getting pressure, he seems uncomfortable right about now. And part of it's because what the Chargers did at least, or yeah, the Chargers put a lot of press coverage on their receivers, slowing things down. And Tua is such a timing quarterback. He's very precise and anticipates well. But if things are not the way they're supposed to be immediately, his, like, improv skills are nowhere near the level of a guy like Josh Allen. And then, Kmart, you were there uh, Sunday was. as the Bills played the Jets. And, Meg, as much as I hate to do it, let's roll this again because uh, what Tua is going up against is a defensive line that right now is coming into its own. And what they did and what they did to Mike White, uh, uh, it, it literally left the quarterback in the hospital. Yes. So, Kmart, that's a factor in all this as well. Gosh, man. I saw Mike White. He walked past me in the tunnel after that game, and that boy looked broken. Um, that's what awaits Tua. And not only is it the elements, and Mike McDaniels talked about this, you know, there's not going to be an asterisk next to this, ba- this box score that says, oh, it was cold out. You know, we can't use that as an excuse. This is definitely mind over matter for them. <laughs> I found it funny that the Dolphins were in L.A. last week. 
over the weekend, they're playing the Chargers, and they've got heaters by the bench, and it was 55 degrees out. Let me tell you, as somebody who's Buffalo tested, they're in trouble because if they have to play football and it's supposed to be snowing and it's supposed to be in the 20s and 30s and they're going up against a Bills team who hears all the chatter, all you guys, all you people at home that are questioning whether this Bills defense is good enough without Von Miller, whether Josh Allen is actually that dude, whether this team is good enough to win a Super Bowl, the Bills are hearing it. And they are going to take the Bills defense especially, going to take that aggression out on Tua, when you don't have a healthy Tyree kill, that to me is the, the big key in this. Well, let me say this. One of the places they may have heard it was here on Monday morning <laughs> as I changed the topic a little bit. Rex Ryan sitting right there, and I don't have the time to play it, but I will just paraphrase. Basically, Chris Canty, Rex Ryan sitting right where you're sitting right now mm-hmm. said to me, the Bills are asking too much of Josh Allen. At this point, he is everything for them. He thinks they miss Brian Dayball. He's critical of them not having a running game, not even trying to run the football outside of him running with the football. Right now, are the Bills his, the, the basic suggestion is that the offense right now is so overwhelmingly dependent on one player that it might be too much even for this guy who is Superman to carry. What do you think of that? I mean, is Rex Ryan looking at the tape or is he just using the force when he's coming up with these tapes? Right. <laughs> because over the four-game win streak that the Buffalo Bills have had, you're talking about this team being sixth in rushing in the National Football League. How much of it is and him? They, no, let me, let me go through that. Go. Okay, they have the most first downs running the football and 70% of the carry have been the running backs. So it's been Devin Singletary. It's mm-hmm. been James Cook carrying the load in the offense. And I love the idea of what Ken Dorsey is doing in terms of innovating on the fly. It's not just inside zone when it comes to the Buffalo's Bills run game anymore. They're using split belly. They're using some lead bend. You're seeing crack toss show up. They're creating blocking angles that are favorable for their offensive line and being able to create space and extra gaps in the run game. And the running backs are doing a great job of taking advantage of those opportunities. Well, I'm glad you brought up split belly and toss crack. Because those are the two things that obviously I wanted to dive deeply into here and break down the tape. <laughs> it's just, it made me laugh because I have no, literally no idea what you're talking about. You could be talking about an entirely different sport for all I know. Oh, How about the, no, the split I, belly? I, I, At the end no. of the day, the split belly is the case. I do like the, that Canty not only dives into the numbers, but dives into the film and is bringing up yes. obscure things. Let's talk about the triple wing while we're at it. But I do believe that is, no, it's, it's useful. Well, in Buffalo, it would be appropriate to talk about the wing. (laughs) It's it's useful insight. But I still think that what um, Rex is getting at is when it comes down to it, you watched that game last week, they need big plays. We see Josh Allen spinning over a bunch of people diving. They need another big play. It's Josh Allen scrambling. And their play design is, I think, why you referenced Dayball. Not that Dayball's play design was all that innovative, but we don't see innovative play design. They're dependent a lot on Josh Allen to make incredible throw after incredible throw, which is fine because he can do that. But I do think that they suffer a bit from Dutch disease where it's like, this guy is so good. Let's keep leaning on him. There's going to come a time, and they're working on it, where they're going to need another um, it, skill. It, it feels like they're in third and 12, like uh, right. all the time. And, and he, he converts it. <laughs> yeah. he because he's somebody. just so ridiculously good. Yeah. And look, obviously, it's the split belly. I mean, that's what it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the crack toss, too. Yeah. It's the crack toss, too. It's the crack toss. It's, it's the, the split, split belly. And what was the other one? There was one more I liked. Oh, the crack belly, the split toss, and um, a little bit of lead bend. Oh, the lead bend. Lead bend. Well, Obviously. Lead bend. You can't have the split belly and the crack toss without the lead bend. Uh, anyway. <laughs> this is the most I've laughed in three weeks. As we continue, Jerry Jones makes me laugh, too. Did you hear what he said he wants Dak Prescott to do? Only a billionaire.
billionaire could say this is what he wants. <laughs> the question is, is it possible? Oh, we'll find out next as we get up with you on ESPN. That's fine. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals delicious meat nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there each one ounce serving has six grams of protein giving you over 10 percent of your daily value wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go and you're on the go a lot taking the kids to school hopping from meeting to meeting shopping for groceries well the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. We are back on Get Up, and Dallas is our next spot. Cowboys have won six of seven since Dak Prescott has returned, and they've scored a ton of points, but Dak has thrown eight interceptions during that time, tied for most in the league. So yesterday, Jerry Jones was asked about a little bit of carelessness with the football and aggressiveness. Listen. Are you concerned with the amount of interceptions he's thrown lately, or, or do you like the aggressiveness? Well, what if I said yes? Okay, period. To your question, and I'm not criticizing your question, but certainly those concerns, those interceptions can neutralize great uh, execution and effort in other parts of the game. But I will tell you now, the definition of aggressiveness doesn't have to include turnovers. And uh, I do like aggressiveness without the turnovers. (laughs) <laughs> See, so that's the beauty of being a billionaire, right? I mean, I do like chocolate cake, and I don't like gaining weight, so I want to eat the chocolate cake and not gain yes. the weight. And as a billionaire, you basically can say you want yes. that at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are people out there, people whose opinions matter, that are saying Dak Prescott is the problem in Dallas right now. Kmart, what do you say? I say they are full of it. Ooh. I do. Um, because to me, when you look at, when you look at the Cowboys – Look at their record. You look at the offensive production. You're looking at a team that's scoring like 36 points a game. I don't. I don't see. I can't follow the the thread of logic that yes, it's Dak. He is the problem. Are interceptions uh, an issue? Are you concerned? Obviously, no head coach owner wants to see their QB throw interceptions, but they're coming in the first half of games most of the time. And I think it's a question of Dak just being smarter. And Dak actually said that himself. Yeah, it's really frustrating looking at how, when you compare my numbers to how I've always taken care of the football to now. 
But to act like this is a major concern and Dak all of a sudden has forgotten how to play football and, oh, Lord, sweet Jesus, I don't know if Dak can win us a suit. Like, it just seems like, calm down, everybody. Well, hold on one second. Everything is about to change. Because if we're talking about the Cowboys, look who's making an appearance. The one, the only, Stephen A. Smith has made his way in the building. Let's make room. Make room for the great Stephen A. Have a seat, my friend. Because we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Look at everybody greeting each other. Yes. Stephen A. What's up? Is Dak Prescott the problem? For the Dallas Cowboys. Don't come on here and say something crazy. Hell yeah. Oh, oh God. Hell yeah. You know, I mean, listen. You know listen, here's the, deal, here's the deal, y'all. Listen, listen. Here's, 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 let, let me break this down. Go. Okay. Isn't the defense, well, I will confess, they are weak against the run. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But don't we look, talk about how if you have to pass against the Cowboys, you're in a world of trouble. Haven't we said that? Yes. I think we said that. Haven't we said mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now. So that's the defensively. We know what they bring to the table. Offensively, you got C.D. Lamb. You got Michael Gallup. You got Schultz there. Even when Tony, even when Ezekiel Elliott is struggling, That's you got Tony it. Pollard there. The offensive line, I know, still went down with his ACL injury. We wish him nothing but the best. We want him healthy. We want all of them healthy and fine. We just want him to lose, but we want him healthy. <laughs> so, now, so now here's the deal. So now here's the deal. With all of that being said, what does it come down to? I just had to explain this to that hard-headed dude, Keyshawn Johnson, mm-hmm. on radio just a few minutes ago. Here's the deal. If you're Jerry Jones, and the quote that he gave on 105.3, which I had to call into a couple of weeks ago to check them with their nonsense. You know, asking for a quote from Jerry Jones like he going to give them something different. Here's the deal, y'all. Jerry Jones is the owner, the president, the GM, the spokesperson, (laughs) the publicist. I mean, he's every damn thing to the Cowboys. He's a helicopter partner, too, right? That's right. That's absolutely. Absolutely, right? You know what I'm saying? And then after that, what did he do? He gave this man $95 million How long did it over take the last though? two years. No, no, no. I totally agree with you because okay. I was pushing for him to, you know, you, I even was saying, give Dak his money. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you do all of that. What's he saying? You know, look, 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 damn it. You, 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 you better stop throwing them damn interceptions. <laughs> I have built all of this around you because he wants the credit now. Mm-hmm. He wants the credit. Jimmy Johnson was getting credit. He wasn't satisfied with that. Barry Switzer was there, but they were still saying it was Jimmy Johnson. And it, they ain't won since. It's been 27 years. It's been 27 <laughs> years. Okay. So now the man sitting up there, he's going like this, yo, yo, what's up? He's not, that, that, it's almost reminds me of George Steinbrenner because I'm a diehard Yankee fan and yeah. I love me some George Steinbrenner, God rest his soul. And he would go into my, my dad, God rest his soul, would walk into, he would talk about George Steinbrenner walking into the clubhouse and shaking dudes' hands. He wasn't shaking their hands. He was like grabbing them. You know, you, you, what you, you know, I, I did pay you this money. You know what I expect, right? That's what Jerry Jones is doing with these interviews and these quotes. I have no problem with it. This on Dak Prescott. I mean, I think he's what well, Jerry. You're right about what Jerry Jones is trying to do. And Jerry Jones has said himself that he should have fired himself as a GM a long time ago. But when you're the owner, you don't have to do that. You That's can right. keep going forward. <laughs> he don't so, feel that way now. Though. Yeah, he probably doesn't feel that way now. He deserves. They've done a good job. The offensive line is not strong enough just yet. But to be honest about Jerry Jones' assessment of football, it seems like he's not understanding what's going on because mm-hmm. Dak's interceptions aren't a result of being too aggressive. You watched last week; it was two tip balls turning interceptions. Right. 
the um, big interceptions in other games where in part. Here they are. Yeah, here's one right here where he's throwing to a spot where CeeDee Lamb sees the middle of the field is closed, meaning like a cover three or a Tampa two. There's a guy sitting there. You're supposed to break it off. You see the similar thing happen right here. It's right now, Dak's throwing thing. to a spot. Yeah, and he's anticipating an adjustment that he's not getting. So, Dak's not perfect. He deserves criticism, but he, he does not for these turnovers. Chris Canty, because you were breaking it down earlier, but between the split belly, the toss crack, and the lead run. <laughs> you know Juan Robert. Is that, is that Dak's fault? Are those picks, I feel like Nick is saying that's not on the quarterback. Are those on the quarterback? Well, the first time, it's on the receiver. But the second time, in the Green Bay game, a couple of weeks later, yeah. that's something that's got to get cleaned up. That was after a bye week. Yeah. Why are you still making the same mistake? And by the You're way. paying the guy $40 million to get that kind of stuff cleaned up. But here's the deal. You're talking about eight picks over the last six games. At some point, Dak Prescott has to be the difference as to why this team elevates to a true title contender. And this is Jerry Jones' best opportunity right. in the last decade. You got a clear path. You got to get through Brock Purdy in the 49ers right. and Jalen Hurts in the Philadelphia gotta, Eagles. That is the list. I got to get on all of y'all. Oh, uh -oh. all of y'all. Stop it. You cannot let that man right there, Dominique Foxworth, get away <laughs> with what truth? he does. This is what Dominique Foxworth. Okay, Actually, I'm, let, let me sit down. Let me explain to y'all what Dominique got. Let me explain to you what Dominique Fox was doing. The brother knows his football. The man is brilliant at his football. Right. I learned from y'all. You understand what I'm saying? I ain't played the damn game that wanted to, okay? Let's understand that, all right? <laughs> smart right? man. That's smart right? man. <laughs> this man, Dominique, will sit up there and dissect it, and he was, he was not wrong. Except it's inconsistent with the things that he has said in the past. When Dominique Foxbrook talks about a quarterback, I mean, the first time it happens, okay, that's fine. But it's your job to clean that up. So why it happened the second time? That's what he would say. But now that Jerry Jones is calling out Dak Prescott, selectively in these, you can't sit. And all of a sudden, that's not applicable. This is what he does. Because Dominique, because Dominique Foxworth is counting on us not watching and not recalling what he says. Well, I got news for you, my brother. You're pretty damn good television. And so as a result, we watch you on Get Up. Yep. We watch you on every damn show you're on. Let and me we tell remember you, what you say. Let me tell you what Stephen A. Smith does. Yeah. Is he slips these little compliments in <laughs> while he's insulting you. So, <laughs> you, <laughs> so, so you don't think that he's picking you up. <laughs> I understand exactly what's happening on this field. <laughs> Dak Prescott should be better. He's making lots of mistakes, but it's not the turnovers are not on him most of the time. Before I take Stephen A. to the Lakers, just give me one minute of Michael Irvin because we uh, all watch Stephen uh, A. Uh, uh, whenever I get a chance to do Michael Irvin in front of Stephen A, I lean into it. You got to know that when the Lord said, make a football player, he gave us Dak Prescott. And last week, Dak Prescott put the team, he put the team in a bad situation on purpose. It was intentional. Because he wanted to know if they had it in them. If they could be down with 98 yards. If they had it in them to go 98 yards to score a tutty to take the lead. That's what you need to wow. understand. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. No, no, no. Hey, remember, you forgot one, he forgot one line from what? Michael Irvin. Yeah. Don't interrupt my glory. With your story. <laughs> <laughs> Don't interrupt I love Mike, glory. man. I love being Mike. Now, let me have a minute to segue, Mr. <laughs> Stephen A., if I can, right. from the Cowboys to the Lakers, yeah. who played an interesting game last night. We didn't see it. We opened the hour with them. Let me show you a quick look at Lakers Celtics last night. LeBron and company hosting Jason Tatum and the crew. Celtics had a 20 point lead early. Lakers coming all the way back. LeBron driving. That's a four point game. Now, LeBron from the out. 
outside. He had a big night last night. Lakers by four. LeBron would score 33. But this is where the game gets away. 30 seconds to go. Lakers have a two-point lead. Anthony Davis at the free throw line. He misses the first, and here comes the second. That's no good. Celtics get the rebound. Jason Tatum, who's having an MVP caliber season, with a chance to tie it, and he knocks it down. He would score 44 last night. Next Laker possession. This is LeBron for the win, and it's no good. So we're going to the overtime. Two minutes left in OT. Celtics a three-point lead, and it was just too much. Jason Tatum, this is going to put them up by five. And we haven't heard from Jalen Brown. Let's fix that. Less than a minute to go in the overtime. Jalen with a three. He would score 25 last night. Celtics hang on to beat the Lakers in a wild one in overtime. And you need to hear the way LeBron felt about it when the night was done. How do these almosts, like the almost in Philadelphia, the almost tonight, what does that say big picture about this team? Does it say that you guys are moving Nothing. in the right direction? That we lost. I'm, you're talking to the wrong guy, talking about an almost win. Does it change your no, long-term view of this team? No. We lost. And earlier in this hour, we had Kendrick Perkins on, and he started laughing when we played that. And I was compl- I thought he was on LeBron's side. He was basically saying, why do we talk about the Lakers the way we talk about the Houston Rockets as though they should get a cookie for, you know, playing yeah. a tough against the Celtics and right. tough in some of these games that they've lost? Where are these Lakers right this minute? Well, listen, here's the reality. They're better than they were last year. They're better defensively. They've got more athletes. Um, and Russell Westbrook, we can't say enough about the way he's been playing coming off the bench. Obviously, he made a few mistakes down the stretch. A couple of shots I would have rather him not take, particularly near the end of regulation and certainly into overtime. But understand, this brother has been something phenomenal coming off the bench and deserves a lot of credit for that. LeBron James, at the age of 38, doing what he's doing, phenomenal. 20th season in the NBA, we get all of that. Anthony Davis has been spectacular, but there's something that needs to be pointed out. Do you understand that the Lakers should have two victories? Mm-hmm. They should have beat Philly, mm-hmm. and they should have beat Boston last night. Both games on the free throw line with the game on the line. Anthony Davis missed free throws. Yep. If he hits those free throws, there is an overtime last night. If he hits those free throws, there is an overtime against Philadelphia. And instead of one and five in their last uh, one and four in their last five games, what is it? Three? What is it? Three and one? Three, three yeah, and two? Three and two. This is what it is. And so I look at it from that perspective, and I say we got to take that into consideration and understand that when you look at them, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook continue to be what they're supposed to be, what we anticipated they would be, then what you need is a shooter. And if you got a shooter, games like last night, you're in position to make something happen. Even if you lose, you're right there. And you're not a play-in Play, you're not a playing team. You're a playoff team. Is there anything they can do? Because the trades are going to start coming fast and furious at some point soon. Is there anything it. they could realistically I, I, do to I, make I, them I don't that? see it because in order to do anything, you'd have to give up a Russell Westbrook. I don't know if you want to do that right now. Not with the way he's playing, particularly coming off the bench. I don't know if you want to do that. And so because of that, you have to keep the trio in place. And you really, really have nothing else to give. You got to go out there and find somebody other than Austin Reeves who can hit a jump shot Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis, a reliable, bona fide threat 
from the perimeter that Anthony Davis, LeBron James, or Russell Westbrook can kick the ball to. Russell Westbrook, again, his couple of decisions that were shaky. But overall, when he came on in the fourth quarter, rebounding, attacking the basket, scoring, feeding others to score, can't say enough about what he's meant for them coming off the bench. We will see. Stephen, he's got to get set for his take coming up in 18 minutes. And you know who's on ESPN tonight? The New York Knicks. The Knicks are part of our doubleheader tonight. Julius Randle and company taking on DeRozan in the Bulls. do that to me. <laughs> and then, then we have the Timberwolves taking on Kawhi's Clippers. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown tonight at 7 here on ESPN. Stephen A., you're the best. Uh, it's been a bad year for a pair of legends. Will we ever see Brady or Rodgers back in the Super Bowl? That's the question. We'll answer it next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Uh, we are back on Get Up, and Meanwhile on Planet Earth is brought to you by 365 by Whole Foods Market. Did you see Penny Sewell on this third and seven as oh, yeah. a receiver for the Lions? You know who didn't know it was coming? His coach. Listen to Dan Campbell on McAfee yesterday. This was hilarious. We're in that, that situation, and the fans are doing the wave um, around the stadium, and so I'm just watching, and I hear Ben Johnson's like, hey, coach, you want him? And, I, and I'm just... I'm so focused on the wave, and I said, yeah, that's fine. And I look up, and we're throwing it to Panay, and I'm like, what the f*** are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> said it was fine. So, but it worked out great. Um, it was unbelievable. Imagine anybody else being able to get away with that. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect because it's Dan Campbell, but I will say, I love a wave. I thought I was the only person in the world. I'm, uh, I, <laughs> you, do, you I do love them. the wave. But you make the best point, and that was hilariously yeah. funny, and we all love Dan Campbell, and we all love McAfee here. But can you imagine if Mike McCarthy said oh, he missed the play because he was the watching the <laughs> wave? <laughs> right? Yeah, Dan Campbell is still in the cute underdog <laughs> rising phase. Oh, look at Wait him. till we have expectations of you. <laughs> he won't be having fun. He won't be laughing with McAfee anymore. No. No. I mean, Mike McCarthy not biting any kneecaps, and he's not <laughs> yeah, watching yeah, the wave. Yeah, That's yeah, for sure. Okay. Barely, One more thing. We got an offensive line and catching the pass. Oh, that was yeah, awesome. Was and awesome. the level of disrespect in that moment, right? We're going to throw passes to our old line. <laughs> the other thing that we usually see on Pat McAfee is Aaron Rodgers. And I want to talk about him because there's been a lot of talk this week about how bad Brady has looked, how bad the Bucks have looked. Uh, we haven't talked about Rodgers and the Packers because uh, they've been on their bye. But at the end of the day, they've been bad. And so the question that I have is either, neither, or both. 
Will we see these legends back in the Super Bowl? And just so you get some perspective here, our measurement of how well the quarterbacks are playing suggests that while the teams around them may be a problem, these guys aren't elevating anything. They are both in the 20s in QBR this season. So, Canty, either, neither, or both, regardless of what team they're on, Will we ever see either of them, neither of them, or will both of them start another Super Bowl? Yeah, I think we can see Tom Brady in another Super Bowl, especially if he gets with the San Francisco wow. 49ers. Ooh. I think that can happen. I absolutely do. I mean, we're going to see him in the postseason this year, which is more than I can say for Aaron Rodgers. But spinning it forward to 2023, a team that is in their Super Bowl window, the 49ers with the supporting cast, they just need a quarterback not to mess it up and to make the requisite plays in critical situations to win a chip. Tom Brady can give you that. What do you think? I mean, I think if I were to pick one, it'd be Aaron Rodgers because you could presume that maybe he has more years to play. I think the right answer is neither. neither. I think you see the, the teams around them and the quarterbacks that are coming up. There's some really great players and some really, like, promising young teams. They both, I think, are more likely going to have to go to a new location. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that San Francisco would want to go in on the Tom Brady experiment. Mm -hmm. It seemed like... What Kyle Shanahan was looking for was a quarterback that could add another dimension, which is why he went after Trey Lance. I'm not sure that what he would be looking for right now is Tom Brady to add to that situation. So anybody in San Francisco has a, a shot to get to the Super Bowl, but I don't see either of them ending. Either, neither, or both, Kmart. Uh, if I had to pick one, I would say Rodgers. I'm actually just shocked because you, hater of all haters, I thought <laughs> you'd come out swinging with neither. Uh, so the fact that you, you picked Tom Brady – who we've talked about looks all 45 years of his age. I'm shocked that that's actually the one you picked. Well, in order to win a Super Bowl, you got to get to the playoffs. He's going to be in the playoffs right. this year right. by default with the NFC South. And then we talk about picking his destination next year. I'm going to presume that it's going to be an ideal location with the head coach and the that supporting cast. has all the cast. pieces already exactly. there. And we assume he's going to do – what you're saying is he's going to do what he did three years ago. Mm -hmm. He's going to identify a spot and say, I can plug myself in there mm -hmm. and we can win a Super Bowl. The question is, is that team going to want him? If you're Kyle Shanahan, are you thinking right now a 46-year-old Tom Brady is my best option? I understand what you're saying. Well, they, could have, they might have won the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo this year, and we'll see what they do with Brock Purdy. Yeah. But with that thought in mind, is a 46-year-old Tom Brady the best option Kyle Shanahan will have? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo can't come back. They, they can't control Jimmy Garoppolo. He's no, I get that. I, no, I didn't mean him. No, I'm just saying. What I mean so, is, so, what, of all the options he might have this yeah. offseason, will a 46-year-old Tom Brady be the best one? Yes, because adding him gives you the requisite competent quarterback play, but then also you don't have to blow up your team mm -hmm. based on what you're paying Tom Brady mm -hmm. in order to have him come in for you. You still got to take care of a deal for Nikki Bosa. You still got other players on that team that you got to pay. You got Christian McCaffrey's salary that you're going to have to deal with. So all of these things are going to be factors in terms of what are going to be their options for quarterback in 2023? Tom Brady just makes the most sense. Spin the block and try to recreate what happened in Tampa Bay and San Francisco. Well, let's put the insider hat on here for a second, Kmart, because, I mean, it is that, at that part of – I feel like there is already starting to be conversation about Tom Brady and what his next location might be. I don't think most people think he's going to retire, mm -hmm. and they don't think he's going to be back in Tampa. What feel like I the mean, usual suspect here? Because if the man won a Super Bowl and still came back, mm -hmm. after a season like this where it all fell to hell – I think everybody assumes he's going to come back. And to your point, Chris, what would make the most sense 
is a team that is literally just plug and play. Yeah. Like just insert Hall of Fame quarterback and let's roll. And that's literally what they try to do in Tampa. But and, they have a better roster. And Brady grew up 20 minutes yes. away from yeah. where the 49ers play. And, and he had 100 people at the game Fair. on Sunday. And he got yes. spanked. But, but, but what's wild is that he's, he would be 46 years old. And we're thinking, yeah. That's the best option that Kyle Shanahan. That's the best the option. Best. I mean, I, I guess right. that's the best option for anybody. Like right. we we've established that a long time ago. I just I'm just not sure that Tom Brady is the choice that they want. And I think it's not just about how good Tom Brady could be or how good Aaron Rodgers could be. It's about the rest of the league too. Right. There are quarterbacks that are better than both of them. Yes. There are teams yes. that are just as talented as the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers also grew up in Northern California, by the way. But his contract is a totally different right. situation. Yes. Whole different than the one they've got with uh, with Tampa Bay and Tom. We'll see what happens there. In the meantime, don't miss the NCAA Women's Volleyball Semifinals. They're on ESPN and the app tomorrow night. San Diego takes on Texas in the first matchup at 7 Eastern, then Pittsburgh squares off against Louisville. Don't miss all the action tomorrow here on ESPN. And then the action continues on ESPN. At the top of this hour, Micah Parsons not exactly blown away by Jalen Hurts. What does Stephen A. and Mad Dog think about the comments from the Cowboys star? You'll find out as they follow us here. First take on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, in the moment we have before we send it over to first take, just one more time here. Uh, Dominique, tell everyone how much fun it is to do that. Oh, I wouldn't know because I'm not a defensive <laughs> lineman who can jump out of the gym. Maybe Chris Canty knows Chris what Canty. it feels like. How much fun is it to do that? Yeah, it's got to be a whole lot of fun to be able to dunk on somebody the way that Zion is embarrassing people out there. I saw that dunk that he did, the 360 windmill at oh, the end of the Suns game. Yeah, I'm not good. sure why the Suns tried to act like they wanted some smoke because nobody in the NBA bad. wants to roll up on Zion. Williamson when he's doing that. I was the Charles Oakley of my eighth grade girls basketball team, so I pretty much know what that feels like. It's amazing. Me too. <laughs> so you were an enforcer? Uh, oh, I was a goon. I was a, a lot of fun. Bro. Was a goon. Good fun today, everybody, and the fun <laughs> continues with first take. They're next here on ESPN. See you tomorrow.